another edition of the Unicorns Podcast. This is a podcast series featuring business leaders, motivators, innovators, and general go-getters. My guest today on the Unicorns is the CEO of OneFlare, Billy Tucker. Billy, welcome to the program. Thanks, Justin. Great to be here. So before you took over the top job at OneFlare, you had a number of senior roles in different industries. Can you give us a flavor of what you did before the OneFlare days? Well, look, I'm, I'm getting on a bit, but I'll, I will try and avoid going back too far. So uh, <laughs> 10 years at Microsoft, so that my career for a long time was defined by, you know, my, my working for a, a big corporate, uh, started off there in the Xbox business just before that launched back in 2001. Had a great time, saw the world, as you can imagine. Yeah, uh, yeah, it was it was a lot of fun actually. Although I was never particularly into Xbox or gaming, it was a it was a lot of fun, and it was an extraordinary team of people. So uh, we were we were somewhat a startup within a very very big business, but I have to say, somewhat well funded as well. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yes. yeah. Uh, <laughs> prediction was in two thousand one we'd lose five hundred million dollars before we broke even, and that was about right. So. Left there in uh, 2010 to start a company called Kudo, which yes. actually res- became uh, a business within 9MSN, which was already a joint venture between Channel 9 uh, or 9 Entertainment Co., as it was at the time in Microsoft. Mm-hmm. And, and again, it was an awful lot of fun. Uh, it was very, very difficult. That really was a you know, once-in-a-lifetime market opportunity to jump on group buy-in back in 2010. So around the time, uh, the uh, the scoop on guys live in social spreets, and then laterally, Groupon yes. came to town. It all sort of took off around about that time, didn't it? It went a bit mental, yeah. So it was it was crazy. Then uh, it lasted for you know, a couple of years before those businesses really settled down into what they are today, which is more of a you know try, get rid of some unsold inventory if you're a business, try a new experience if you're a consumer. And a lot of that early days crazy sort of disappeared after after a wee while. But as I say, to grow at that pace to you know 120 staff in two markets over the course of about six months was just exceptional. <laughs> Sounds like a nightmare. <laughs> it, it was fascinating. I think that's a euphemism mm. for something. But, yeah. Uh, yeah, a lot of stress and pressure, but an, an enormous amount of learnings on the way. Mm. Uh, so after that, a couple of years in the wilderness doing some board roles, I worked for Kmart for a while uh, in on their advisory board, which was, again, a tremendous experience. Uh, Ian Bailey, who hired me to do that, is is currently the uh, the MD at uh, Kmart, I think possibly at Target as well. But mm, again, wow. trem- okay. tremendous yep. bunch of people. Uh, they were really just embarking in, in online retail and had, had dragged their heels for a long time, and I think for the right reasons too. Uh, and then, you know, fast forward to early 2017, I, I started at, Q, uh, at, uh, at OneFlare. Right, 2017. Okay. Yes. And so how do you describe uh, what OneFlare does and is? Uh, yeah, so it, it's it's really just if you're a uh, a business, if you're a seller of services, if you like, whether those services are plumbing or electrical or removalist cleaning, you know, uh, tax accounting, whatever it is, 
then chances are you're looking for looking for work. You're looking for the right customer. And if mm. you're a, con, a consumer, uh, then you're looking for the right business. And you know this this is something that has taken an awful long time to come out of the dark ages. And by the dark ages, I mean yellow pages type model. You know, a display mm. model. Yeah, uh, taken an awful long time to move out of that. But our job is to help great businesses to find the right customer. And what I mean by that is, you know, if you're a business with a big contract, with a big builder, you might need a couple of cash jobs. If you're just coming out of Christmas time, you might be looking for your year to get started and to fill up your calendar with future work. So there is no one sort of homogenous customer to a business. And it's our job. It's incumbent on us to help the business find the right customer, someone who's not a tire kicker, who's really in it to spend money, uh, to be sensible. Uh, they've got a fair idea what they want to do and they want to do it now. Yeah. So give us a flavor then of some of the examples of the businesses that you might find on the site. Yeah. So we've got businesses as large as, say, uh, uh, you know, well-known bookkeepers and accountants, lawyers, uh, removalists, uh, AAA removalists, really big business, obviously was started in the days of Yellow Pages, hence the name AAA. Um, yep. uh, all the way through to individual cleaners. Uh, now, what's what's important for me to point out is that they have to have an ABN. Okay. Uh, so it has yep. to be an operating business. We don't work with people. We work with businesses. We help businesses find work, not people find work. So we've yep. got no, almost nothing to do with the gig economy. We've got everything to do with uh, helping fared income businesses find the right customer. Okay. And that's an important distinction to make because of some of the other um, companies that are that are in that gig economy market, right? Well, that's right. And, and those businesses come with their own suite of complexity. But, you know, Airtasker is a tremendous business. And, and if you're a consumer, you might think we do things uh, that are similar. Uh, we, we don't think that's true. We think, you know, if you want to help your, if you want to pay your neighbor to clean your yard, then Airtasker is a fantastic place to go. Or if you want to have someone sit in a queue uh, at the Apple store, uh, then that's that's also the only place you can get that done. Mm. But but if you want to hire a professional business that you know to be insured and, and have the appropriate licenses, then you really need to come to somewhere like OneFlare, who, who do all the hard yards required to vet those businesses, to look at their insurances, to to match up ABNs to business names so that people don't get caught out. We do that work for you, so you don't have to. So when you came into the role in, in, a, in, a, in a business which you did not uh, set up yourself, what were some of the initial challenges that you faced when you sort of first put your, your feet behind the desk, so to speak? Uh, assumptions. So I had made some fairly wild assumptions when when I was going through the interview process. Mm -hmm. uh, one of which was, you know, like many people, I thought, you know, who the hell is OneFlare? Never heard of this business. Uh, someone's telling me that they do, you know, 60,000 jobs a month, uh, but I'm a homeowner in Australia and I've never heard of them. So what gives? <laughs> uh, and so once yeah. I realized that, in fact, what the what the the business was saying was right, that this is a large, you know, it was at the time a hundred person business in Sydney uh, that was pretty dominant in, in a lot of categories. Uh, I just assumed, here's key incorrect assumption number one, 
that all we needed to do was to fix the brand to make the business better known and that all of our problems would be solved. Yeah. In, in truth, brand is not and was not all that important to the business. This was a business that had already decided, I think quite rightly, that it wasn't going to try and be the, the new Yellow Pages, a well-known business and brand and the place that you go first if you want to get stuff done. Because we think that that battle was won by Google some time back. Yeah, Our yep. view is that when you want to get things done or when you want to find a, a new service provider, you go straight to Google. Mm. And so it's incumbent on us to be there and to have an attractive link so that uh, we are the most clickable place on, on the Google SERP, the search and uh, the, the results mm -hmm. page. Yep. And so that's what we're doing. Uh, now, brand is somewhat important, but not the most important. And, and therefore, it's all really about optimizing for arbitrage, so making sure that the price we pay for jobs is, is less than the, the dollars we generate from quotes. Uh, yeah. and, and where necessary, and I'm, I'll give you one example here, in, in the case of weddings, for instance, we do, an, an, or in a normal year, we would do an awful lot of work in weddings, so yeah. three or 4,000 different wedding-type jobs in every month. <laughs> On a normal, it's amazing. In a yeah. normal year. Um, yep. You know, we've found that we use wedding.com.au instead of OneFlare in that case. And that generates about a six time higher click through rate than OneFlare would for exactly the same uh, titles. So, right. so in that case, we know that that brand and that word works well. But otherwise, to become a super well known Aussie uh, brand name, is actually not that valuable, and we know to be incredibly expensive. Mm, mm. So, so give give us a sense of the size and the scale of the operation that you're now running. Yeah, so we have uh, today seventy five full time staff in Sydney, and mm. we have another fifteen or so full time staff in Manila. Uh, we are transitioning some, but not all, of our technology work to Manila where that's possible. So for instance, yep. all of our Android work can be done easily in Manila. It's a fast follow operation. So we build iOS here and the and the Android gets built over there. Yep. Uh, we're trialing a little bit of front end and full stack there, but otherwise it's a little bit of BPO and uh, also uh, we're, we've got a little bit of chat and call center uh, working from there hmm. and so um how many how many jobs are you say processing on any given month well yesterday we had three and a half thousand jobs that came through the platform so uh on on, on a typical month you could expect between 60 and eighty thousand uh, jobs to come through the platform wow and that's na that's nationwide and sort of all all major metro and what regional rural parts of of the country. Where where are you where are you strongest? Yeah, so very very much nationwide. I think what's interesting about our business is that we have we very much embraced the idea that we want to be very broad, meaning that we provide uh, uh, matching services across a very large number of categories. And I mentioned wedding. Uh, so within the wedding cluster, as we call it, you could have DJs and celebrants. We probably find more 
work for celebrants in Australia than anyone else. There is mm. no one else that keeps <laughs> celebrants what? in work like Wineflare. But the yeah. same is true for accountants. Uh, no one does as many tax returns as we do. Uh, uh, but removalists, uh, cleaners, we're the, very much the largest business uh, to help cleaners find work and to help people find great cleaners. So we, we've decided early on that we wanted to be a, a, a broad offering and also to offer uh, truly nationwide services. And the reason that's important is that Google likes that. Google likes the fact that you've got broad and deep offerings. If you said, no, we just want to operate across these 15 highly lucrative categories, uh, Google's less keen on that. And so you've got mm, to operate okay. in a model that you've got to buy more work than earn it. So what would you say the essential problem is that, that OneFlare is, is trying to solve or solving? Yeah, so if you're a business owner, uh, you spend uh, an, an unhelpful and unprofitable chunk of time dealing with tire kickers. And yes. so if you're, yep. if you're out there quoting for work and that customer is dreaming, as they said in the castle, you know, they're just, mm. they're way too early in the process or they just don't have access to the funds or they haven't had permissions from the local council or, 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 you know, whatever then that is an enormous waste of time and money, a complete yes. black hole yep. in your P&L, and you don't get yep. that back. Mm. Also, we typically find that the business owner or the most senior capable person in the business is out there doing that quoting work. And so again, it's an incredibly expensive exercise. So our job is to help minimize uh, exposure to tire kickers. And we do that by, first of all, verifying that customer details are correct. Um, so we validate mobile phone numbers. We ask customers for uh, details that we don't necessarily share with the business, but we take just so that we can verify the customer's real. But then we also go ahead and we ask the customer a whole bunch of questions about the work that they're interested in tackling and where possible provide them with uh, tips and tricks if they want to do it themselves or pricing if that's really their primary driver if they're early in the process. And what we find that does is it eliminates a lot of those tire kickers. Right. So if they get yeah. through the process and they post the job, they're genuinely interested in the work. Hmm. Uh, we then do one Which is more what thing. you want, which is what you want. Completely, because as I say, that's dead time for a business to spend time dealing with tire kickers and time wasters. Hmm. Uh, we also do a, a great job having accrued over 5 billion transactional records since this business was started. We've, uh, we've got uh, uh, access to the right data so that we can properly match the customer with the right businesses so that those businesses don't find themselves quoting on work that they just can't do, either because mm. they're not available or they're not qualified. So that, that's mm. the job to be done. That's the magic on the platform is that matching technology, bringing together the buyer and the seller of the service in a way that avoids wasting time. Mm. And that's one of the challenges, I suppose, of, of any marketplace, keeping both sides happy. Um, so what what is the size of uh, the addressable market in which you're operating? Well, it's enormous. Uh, so it's, it's not dissimilar to the early days of jobs, cars, and homes. You know, if you think about that great marketplace uh, uh, revolution that occurred with Seek and REA and car sales. It's yes. not dissimilar to that in terms of size. It's just an awful lot later. 
so we think there's about 74 million jobs each year in Australia that get outsourced to a business. And I'm excluding from that all the repeat work. So if you get a cleaner or gardener and get that uh, business back every week, excluding that, it's just this yeah. 74 million new matching transactions that occur. And we think today less than 5 million of them are, uh, are solved by one of the platforms that look a bit like us. So an sort of 20x uh, plus opportunity to grow this market. And so what does the um, competitive landscape look like for you in Australia? You mentioned Airtasker before, which is a, a, obviously a little bit different. I know Pages has just IPO'd. Um, give us a flavor of what, what that looks like. So, so Pages are the largest in terms of tradie type jobs. So home yep. improvement jobs, I think is the best description. Yep. There are a couple of niche players that operate specifically in the wedding space, um, uh, but not many. Airtasker is that home for odd jobs, uh, and they do that very, very well. Yep. Uh, and, and then, you know, Yellow Pages, if you're a business owner, uh, Yellow Pages still exist. They're still going fairly strong. And what I mean by that is they still generate over $400 million worth of revenue from the exact right? customers that we care about. Yeah, so it's a, it's a fairly significant business still, uh, and yet it's declining about sixteen to twenty percent annually. So all of that money, so imagine, you know, sixty to eighty million dollars worth of value is dropping out of the Yellow Pages bucket, and that's coming back to the market uh, to be spent either by the individual business that's decided they're going to get their own website, uh, they're mm. ex- you know flexing their muscles in Google, still. You know, Vistaprint's on top of that, still generating an enormous amount of money in uh, you know, fridge magnets and the like uh, that we think. <laughs> I still get them. <laughs> right. And, and and we don't necessarily think that's a, a super effective way to, for a small business to spend their time or money. Uh, mm. And yet they continue to do that. So we expect that this market will, uh, will take over time value from Vistaprint, value from Yellow Pages, value from... Uh, uh, even the square type uh, website makers who, uh, you know, folks like Squarespace and Wix, when businesses realize actually there is a significant overhead involved in trying to maintain an online presence, uh, whereas they can just come to someone like us and we'll just do it all for them. Mm. So if you look at um, the bricks and mortar environment of today, you've got any number of hundreds of thousands of stores closing down because of obviously trading conditions, COVID and whatnot. But the shift to online businesses is huge. It's universal. It's here to stay. So running an online business, can you maybe peel back the covers a little bit on how it is possible to to run an online business without having uh, that bricks and mortar presence. Yeah, look, it's a really interesting question, and and I think if you're so if you if you think back to the fundamentals of why uh, online versus bricks and mortar for a long time, bricks and mortar was, if anything, it was a convenience play. The uh, big big stores existed in the right place in town you went there you did all your shopping in one go then it became more of an out-of-town experience uh, and it became a destination rather than you know somewhere of convenience our space 
if if you think that we are a newer version of a of a yellow pages type model you didn't really have a physical presence other than the yellow pages and i don't know when the last time was that you picked one of those up um uh, but this this has never been all that significant for our market is to have a physical presence yeah but i think the important proxy for why physical presence was once important is the question of trust mm. and, and what makes you feel credible as a business and quite often a storefront was the the number one way to exude some sense of credibility other ways could be a more recognizable brand uh, but I think folks are now shortcutting straight to trust elements like, uh, you know, trust pilot type scores, the very recognizable score out of five, five stars, uh, customer reviews reviews. and the like. Completely, completely. And that's very much what we've optimized for. And in fact, back in 2014, uh, OneFlare purchased word of mouth online, which, which was and is the largest reviews platform for services with, well over half a million reviews okay. uh, on there. Uh, and so tr- tremendous, uh, tremendous source of trust if you're a business and you're there and you have a, a good solid rating. So if I'm a, if I'm a potential customer uh, that wants to use OneFlare, let's, let's just say I need some landscape gardening done in, in my front yard. What, what is the workflow through which... I uh, I go through to ensure that at some point someone turns up to my door for a quote. Can you can you run us through that process? Sure. Let me give you three options. So the most advanced customer who's dealt with OneFlare in the past uh, may well be using our app. So uh, almost right. hundred thousand okay. yep. customers in Australia currently uh, would use the OneFlare app at one time or another. And that is by far the easiest way today to track yep. the existing jobs that you have uh, uh, outsourced and to track the relationship that you're building with those service providers. So by far the easiest way, you go on the app, it's already on your phone, you post the job on there, you track responses, you can message, uh, you can message the service providers very easily. Uh, they can call you, you can call them, piece of cake. Yep. Secondly, you might choose to have a, a direct experience with OneFlare, but through the web. Mm-hmm. And again, it's very similar. You would just go to oneflare.com.au. You would post your job, uh, track it through the screen. Again, very, very simple. Uh, but what we find is a, is a common sort of first touch with our business is Google. And what often happens is you go to Google, you type in the type of job that you're looking yep. for. Uh, you say near me, or you say the specific location. We're probably the, one of the first three links on the page uh, because mm-hmm. we've been rewarded by Google for being a okay. you know, trustworthy yep. business. Uh, so you click one of those links and you begin that journey, which is you post your job, uh, you, you get responses from several service providers, most often two or three, and you begin some sort of courtship with them where you try and figure out which service provider is the best for you. What's important at that point, whichever channel you arrive through, is that you're able at that time to see quite clearly that the business is registered, is insured, is licensed for the work, uh, is credible and recognizable, has customer reviews. We provide Mm. 
reviews from uh, not only from OneFlare, but also from Facebook and Google as well. You can see the good, the bad, and the ugly. Not every business has got perfect reviews. In fact, yeah, the of challenge, course, of even the best yeah. business has anarchy customer from the past. That's a good thing. Mm. To see that one in 50 reviews is unhappy and that on our platform, you can see that the business responded uh, in a very reasonable way. That is, if anything, a better outcome for a business than to have all five-star reviews that, to be honest, just don't look all that believable. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's simply so, the process. So so to that end, how do you ensure uh, continued quality control um, of the businesses on the platform? So just that we continue, if anything, we're increasing our commitment to uh, citing uh, the relevant insurance and licensing documents. We uh, connect ABNs to business names. Quite often, uh, businesses will register one business name but use another. We don't accept that. So we need to understand how the business is connected to the ABN, and that needs to be clear and documented for us. Uh, we, we work for the business, but at the same time, in the interests of the business, we don't need consumers being confused or concerned uh, yes. because what we find is uh, as the business pours uh, valuable time into trying to win over a customer, if that customer is in any way concerned about the credibility of a business, then they'll, uh, they'll pull the plug pretty fast. Yeah, yeah. So we want to avoid that happening. So what about, uh, obviously, 2020 has been a very tough year uh, globally. Um, how has COVID and the, and the pandemic affected uh, your business? Have you seen uh, more jobs, fewer jobs? Um, what's, what's happened with OneFlare during COVID? So it, it's been a fascinating year for us. Um, not all good, as you can imagine. If I think back to the third week in March when lockdown began, Mm. There was a lot of nervousness. I was personally quite anxious yep. that we mm. were we were going to struggle. Uh, there was a lot of confusion in the market as people didn't know whether or not they were going to keep their jobs. So financial yes. insecurity was was there and was very significant. Same was yes. true for the business, the service providers. Uh, yep. As that started to resolve itself and people had a clearer view, they were spending time at home. Uh, becoming increasingly critical of what they saw around them, <laughs> and uh, and and had sort of unfettered access to have tradies over, quote for work in company time, which is kind of extraordinary. Yes, yeah, um, yep. And so that's that's what happened. And we've seen in the seven or eight months uh, since, uh, in fact, until the end of October. Uh, we've seen about half a billion dollars worth of home improvement jobs come through the platform, which is about $115 million ahead of the same time last year. Unbelievable. It's incredible. Yeah. And so yeah. in spite of what at one time was deep financial insecurity, and many people have unfortunately lost their jobs or still are contingent upon JobKeeper uh, continuing for a while at least, in spite of all that, we've still seen an enormous surge in people willing to get things done around the home. Because <laughs> they're spending less time in the office, right? The, you know, their, their, their office is now at home. And they've got more access to disposable income because they're not spending money on overseas trips and other such, mm. you know, eating mm. out. And, 
And so, in fact, in, in all, all truth, what we have seen this year has been good for a lot of businesses and certainly been good for us, but not in every way. I mean, having people anxious about uh, financial security is, is the last thing you need. And in some ways, businesses have been, uh, you know, they've had to pull back a little bit. Uh, sometimes the apprentice has been the first to go. Uh, and so they're a little bit short-handed. Therefore, the books are a little bit tighter than before, meaning uh, they can't take on quite as much work as they could. And sometimes the owner's back on the tools for, a, for you know, the first mm. time in a few years. Yeah. So a lot of things have changed. But all told, nowhere near what it could have been and what we thought it was going to be back in March. Okay, so let's let's get out the crystal ball if you can. I mean, that's hard to do given what we've experienced this year. But but where where to next for for OneFlare? What's what's ahead in say the next year, the next couple of years? Look, we're uh, well. There's a couple of things that I think are important. Is first of all to try and figure out the extent to which a vaccine will come and be our knight in shining armor. The, the betting markets and the, and the stock market, which is probably the two in the same thing, they seem to think that a vaccine is real and on the horizon, which would mean mm-hmm. uh, that would mean by the end of first calendar quarter, you've got folks starting to take on a vaccine that seems to have a fairly uh, predictable uh, uh, use, which is, which is great. So if that turns out to be the case, then things should start to return to some sort of normality. And so I think that's, I think that's what's going on. That, that seems to be what's going on. Uh, at the same time, the JobKeeper will slip away and some businesses will be left exposed. And I think the unemployment rate will grow from where it is today and things will get harder for a lot of people. Uh, we've accrued a lot of debt as a, comp- as a country in, uh, in the last eight months. And so that needs to be repaid. And it's not clear yet how that will happen. So I think 2021 will be as interesting, if that's not a euphemism for frightening, as (laughs) as 2020 was. Uh, And it's very hard to see how things will evolve. But for us, you know, we've done a lot to become a more efficient business in 2020. And I think a lot of business, that's true for a lot of companies, they've become more efficient uh, they are, you know, let me give you one silly example, Flight Center. You know, their, their stock's on a tear right now because the vaccine is predicted, but also mm. because they've done a lot to reduce their fixed costs this year. They've had yep. no choice. But they mm. start 2021 almost as a fresh, lean business. And as travel comes back, they'll reap the rewards and, and the stock price is showing that. So I think in a lot of ways, the businesses that we deal with will be, will be in a similar position. Well, Billy, we wish you all the very best for the years ahead. Thank you so much for joining us today. Billy Tucker, CEO of OneFlare. It's been a thrill to have you on the Unicorns. Thank you very much for joining us this afternoon. Cheers, Justin.